For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure you select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 135, maybe. Yeah, no. Woo! 134. No. It is 134? Dang 134. it, Zach, that's what I thought it was. And then you called gotcha, me off Kyle. It. Man, what the <laughs> heck, dude? I thought for sure. Well, whatever. It's episode 134. We are wrapping up animated movie month. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> Just get some. Here we go. Man, See, you look I, like you got something you want to say. Yeah, originally I was going to – I used to make the joke about this should be episode blank, but what is iron, What is the element number for iron? Like I couldn't, oh, can't F-E? think of that on top of my head. Yeah, what is FE, but what number? 48. Know, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, this is a, it's top of the, Shout out to all of our viewers, though. 26. If you, if you want to interact with us – live during our podcast episodes just find us on twitch you dum-dums and you can chat with us and we'll, we'll see it we'll read it yeah we'll read it out loud we got somebody yeah. i don't know i don't know what they're putting in the chat right there some is that an orangutan or something i don't know what that is harambe dude well all right we got harambe <laughs> in the chat welcome to the chat harambe here we go happy saint patty's day to everybody oh that's right i got my happy Got my favorite Boston Green. Celtics T-shirt on to celebrate the occasion. I Happy wore my shamrock suit to work, which was a good hit. And then I watched the uh, classic Charlie Finds a Leprechaun episode to celebrate. There you go. Not at work, at home. So I'm <laughs> sitting in the office watching so sunny. I thought it was Sunday. Uh, I thought St. Patty's Day was on Sunday. So I was in uh, Columbus with some friends and I... I uh, rolled out of bed on Sunday morning and put on all my green stuff, and I had uh, shamrock glasses that I wore and everything, and I just cru- <laughs> just cruised into the room, and nobody said anything. And I was like, they're like, oh, oh wow, very festive. I'm like, yeah. And then Wednesday, I found out that it was St. Patty's Day. I was like, wait, my today's St. Patty's Day? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's the kind of thing you got to just like – play into right like that guy's gonna look like an idiot all day like we're gonna allow it so it's like it's like dwight thinking it was uh friday (laughs) yeah yeah let's just keep letting ben think it's saint patty's day dude so we got saint patty's day we got stimmy day we got march madness day everything is happening this week yeah very eventful nfl free agency it's going crazy Patriots dropping money, dude. Oh, yeah. Dropping bang. Money. How do you feel about that, James? Love it. Love it. Spend. <laughs> Spend big. I don't care. I want all the tight ends. I don't want just two. They're I want three, big. four, five tight ends. <laughs> uh, well, uh, opinions on uh, Animation Month as we as we close it here. Did you guys enjoy this? Terrible. I did. I love animation. Animation's one of my favorite... Uh, genres. Has anyone seen a good animation this year? There's a few that have been nominated for the Oscar. They just announced that. You see any of that? Are you talking like a, a 2020 animated movie? Yeah, yeah. Something, one of the big ones. I would assume Soul year. is one of the nominees. Soul is one of the nominees. You see that one? I did not see I it. I want it to lose. 
You want Soul to lose. I don't like that movie. Okay. I thought it, it was it had potential. The ending ruined it. Mm. So hmm. not good. I didn't see it, so don't spoiler alert. I don't want to know the ending. What else uh what else got the nominee? Uh Wolfwalkers. That was one of them. It's a, mm, I don't know that Wolf one. Wolfwalkers? It's like an Irish Irish tale. It's very cute. Uh, hmm. uh I think Crudes. I believe Crudes was one of the nominees. Oh, a little Nick Cage action? I think so. I, I, I believe that's correct. Um, I'm not remembering the other ones. Huh. I haven't seen many animated movies in quite a long time, but I know that I'm going to have a stretch where that's all it's going to be for a really long time mm-hmm. uh, as my kid gets older. Um, you had mentioned Crudes, which Nick Cage is in. And at the beginning of the week, Zach messaged me, said, Hey, Kyle, guess what? This week's the week that the unbearable weight of massive talent comes out. And I was having like some issues with my dog and I was like, Oh, I'm having a bad week. And then he told me that and I was like, you just made my whole week. And then today I'm trying to find out where I can watch <laughs> it. And then it's been suspended indefinitely. I was like, I, I can't believe it. My God. Literally the day before it was supposed to get released. <laughs> like. Oh my god! <laughs> that, that's a like, why. That's another good uh. topic of conversation. Is there any movie that you've just been just waiting and just keeps getting postponed and postponed? For me, it would Maverick. be it would be it would be Dune. Yeah, I was gonna say Dune. Dune's no, the big Dune. one, I think. Dune's gonna be phenomenal. Maverick, Top Gun two, I want to see. Uh, I thought and you meant Maverick do... starring Mel Gibson. I was like, that what came out ages ago. And I do want to see a good uh, No Time to Die. With uh, Submarine, right. Daniel Craig action. I have not seen any of the Daniel Craig Bond movies, but and uh, in the Fast I and Furious, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe the submarine probably in this newest Fast and the Furious. They probably used all, all the submarine is stuff. John Wick Four, Matrix Four, both got bumped. I know we're no longer getting the epic Keanu Reeves weekend uh, that we were promised dude, last it was, year. It was a day, Keanu Reeves day. They were both yeah. going to go. Both movies were going. I can't now, believe it. Now and they're you, not doing it now. Did you find? Did you finish John Wick three? Because you were texting need, me about. We haven't. We haven't finished three yet. Oh, I still need to watch man. three. I mean, it's going to be this weekend. I'm watching it this weekend. I am so glad you're watching those the movies. Hook. They're so good. Two was so good. It was just one was good. Two was great. I'll say that. Three, we'll see. TV three gets intense. Uh, anyways, what are we? What are we doing here, guys? I real quick, real are... quick. We're talking movies. We're talking movies. Real we fast. Talking movies. I gotta yeah. cut in. I gotta cut, cut in. in. Cut in. March March 29th, I think. Godzilla. Godzilla oh, versus Kong. I am Godzilla versus Kong. Very excited for that one. I plan Maybe on watching. Could be. I Maybe plan on sub. watching Kong Skull Island, Godzilla 2014, and Godzilla King of Monsters again, just to get ready for it. I am super pumped. I was at the gym the other day, and Godzilla 2014 was on, and I'm just yeah. like, that's awesome. And you got pumped. <laughs> you got real swole from it? I did. I got, oh, man, I just started drinking. Muscle milk? Um, no. <laughs> just started drinking. Just, just started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I know Brahm's favorite movie is Skull Island, so he just, he just can't get enough. The oft-recurring <laughs> joke. At least you named the right movie. Well, Jamie always guessed that it was, kept saying it was Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. Which you also hate. I did end up not liking that movie. <laughs> hmm. Blasphemy. 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 <laughs> dive, 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 dive. <laughs> What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. 
Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. I think we got a spammer, FYI. We do. I am super excited about that. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to know, we're about to get famous because we're going to buy some followers, uh, primes, and viewers. So on bigfollows.com. Very nice. excited about that. <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> Not a sponsor. What a, that reminds me what a huge victory I, for that spammer right now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just plugged me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I can't wait for that. So I'm going to put in my two weeks notice, say, sorry, I've got something else planned. Get them sweet bots. Yeah. Dude, it, at work, I got the weirdest thing in my mailbox. Like all of a sudden this thing showed up and it was a fax. Somebody put it in my mailbox. Sorry, this is totally not podcast related, but it was this, a letter from a lawyer and it was like, Hey, this doctor died and they have the same last name as you. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I've got a super common last name. They're like, and nobody's claimed his $90 million fortune. It's a lawyer. And he's like, so because I found this and you have the same last name, I will just take a cut and you can get most of it. And I was like, so I immediately called him. Right. Sounds legit. I am (laughs) filthy rich right now. I've got a Lambo in my garage. Whoa, it worked. (laughs) Yeah. Give me your uh, bank account information, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Go buy a bunch of gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety million dollars in gift cards. <laughs> what the hell? But am it's I all too. You get ninety million million. That's like one of the. It's like monkey's paw, right? I wish for ninety millions million dollars, but it's all in gift cards to like <laughs> Bed Bath and Beyond or something. Oh, that'd, that'd be it. Oh, that'd be wild. I would just open a store that sells Bed Bath and Beyond stuff. <laughs> Easy breeze. Bath and Beyond, Beyond. Right. And I would just buy with all my gift cards, all of their stuff, and just sell it at a higher value. <laughs> there you go. Clutch. All right. Anyways, let's get into this submarine animated movie. Who wants to take it away? Um, I think I might, unless did anyone have anything to say about the cast and who made this? Love it. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, we got we to gotta talk about is... what the heck we watched and like. Yeah, Kyle, oh. you typically pick somebody. Yeah, Brom, you you know what? You did Animated Movie Month. You go ahead and uh, you tell us what we watched. Because you know what? The viewers don't know because I didn't even update what the heck we're doing tonight. So <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Wow. We are very prepared constantly. Very, very few people then know that we, in I fact, know. watched from 1999, WB, The Iron Giant. Oh, Iron Giant, starring the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Right. Shooter McGavin. Chris McDonald is his name, Mm -hmm. correct? And Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. And without further, I mean, very early on in his career. My boy. A guy that somebody might, you might have heard of him. Little Vin Diesel. The D's machine. You're missing a big one still. Cloris Leachman, Christopher McDonald, John Dude, Mahoney. John Mahoney, come on! Oh shoot, John Mahoney, Frazier, Frazier's dad. Yep. Yeah. My bad. I screwed up here. I thought I had like the bombshell to drop Vin Diesel, and then you're just gonna drop John Mahoney, and everybody's like, "Well, Kyle, what an idiot!" <laughs> 
Sorry, and then, guys. Yes, and directed by Brad Bird, who had okay. started in uh, more as like an animator and stuff like that. But this was his first directing. You might know him from uh, yeah, a few other movies, yep. Incredibles, Inside Out, um, Independence in- Day, Saving Private Ryan, Jurassic Park, Brad Bird. Jurassic World. But... I made those last ones up too. Jamie was like, wait, I don't, where did he get this? Yeah, some of these were some inside out and stuff. He wasn't involved in that. But, uh, yeah, he was. No. Are you sure? Yes. He was not. Inside out is a different company and everything. Uh, That's, but anyways, Iron Giant, Incredibles, Ratatouille. Um, and then he did some live action, like he did Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. And stuff like that. But now he's back. Incredibles I mean, 2 th- came back to it. Wally up Toy Story 3. I mean, the Inside Out. Well, those, Inside Out? He did yeah. do Inside Out? He was a, yeah. he was a, he was a, uh, a creative, uh, an advisor for that. Yeah. He was not, he, he was didn't involved. direct it. Oh, okay. I was, Big I was name. saying directing, uh, uh guys. Anyways. All right. All right. Whatever. Whatever. The Birdman. That's what they call him. We call him the Birdman. It's a good movie. Call him the D's D's machine. Um, Jennifer Aniston. We call Jennifer Aniston. Without further ado, uh, um, Harry Connick Jr., co- famous uh, musician and actor. We'll be talking musicians tonight, right, Jamie? You got that trivia? No. What? Oh, not nothing. No. Keep going. Ooh, All right. Check into it. Trivia. Get into it, man. Okay. We've been dragging our feet here for a while. All right. So, picture in your mind the Cold War. What's happening? Guys, what do you think of when you think Cold War? I think of... Russian submarines. Submarines, sure. Maybe we'll get Sputnik. one of Sputnik. Sputnik, perfect. So, we see Sputnik coming <laughs> all the way around Earth. And it's like, it. whoop, whoop, whoop. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Russians <laughs> beating the Americans. What are we going to do? And anyways... During a big old storm around Maine, we see the Iron Giant come from outer space and crash into the ocean, the roiling sea, just as a ship is having difficulty, you know, navigating the uh, the waves. But it sees this thing. It's like, holy shit. And it's got this kind of cool Maine accent. If you guys know the Maine accent, uh, it's got it's, it sounds real kooky. This is the only really the only person in the movie that even attempted Kyle a Maine accent. accent. What's that? Yeah. I can do the main accent. What is it? Do it. You're like, oh, golly gee up there. Look at that giant. That's actually it's good. Not, not crazy bad. There's been some really <laughs> bad ones in movies, though. Uh, you know, a lot of Stephen King King uh, movies are set in Maine, and some people in those have insane accents, uh, terrible accents. Anyways, this guy attempts it. It's, it's fine. But his boat crashes into the Iron Giant, who's standing in the sea, looking down at him. Uh, he basically thinks it's like a lighthouse. He's like, holy shit. And he gets thrown into the ocean. And you're like, oh, well, clearly the first death of the movie, uh, which is a theme theme in this film, a children's film. Uh, but no, he wakes up on the rocks in front of the actual lighthouse, clearly having been saved by the Iron Giant. The first hint that, in fact, not a bad guy. Anyways... <gasps> It's true. It's the truth. Um, anyways, uh, we are then introduced to our main character, uh, Hogarth Hughes, uh, who is uh, jetting about town. He's pretty excited. He's going to see his mommyo at the diner where she's working. He's like, uh, I got a pet 
for us and a squirrel and he's like let me show you it he looks over and the squirrel's got out and it wreaks havoc all over the diner and basically the mom's like all right get out of here and get out of my hair we also meet at that yeah, but point this is- dean who's like a yeah, beatnik artist uh who's you know pretty cool and really clearly going to be uh into um hogarth's mom pretty soon what do you guys think about that name, Hogarth? You ever met anybody named Hogarth? No, I have I heard not. it, though, before. Have you? Yeah. I wonder what the etymology is. Yeah. I was going to say origins, but I don't have that vernacular that you do. It's true. He's That's got a big right. old brain. Uh, Kyle? Kyle? What? Yeah. If you have a, if you have another kid, Hogarth? it had to be named Hogarth. Done. So obviously, a William, uh, yeah, an English painter named William Hogarth. It's the last name, though. Oh, it's Anglo-Saxon. It's a British name. It makes Anywho, sense now. Hogarth goes home. He gets a call from his mom. Mom's like, working late, be like good and don't eat super unhealthy. He's like, got it. And then he's like snack, mac snacking all over the place, watching bad movies, all this stuff. And all of a sudden, TV starts going out and he's like, bullshit. So he heads up onto the roof like a crazy person and he looks in the antenna totally gone. And he sees, what does he see? Like in a distance, something going on or whatever. And he decides he's going to go out and like search around in the woods. He goes out there. He gets armed to the teeth, man. Oh, yeah. You can tell that like this is, this is like the height of just like some Cold War paranoia. Like he's reading the comic books. He's reading the magazines and stuff. He's got a helmet. He's got his little BB gun ready to just whip some ass. Yeah. So he goes out there, he goes to the electrical station, he finds the Iron Giant, and we see kind of him for the first time in all its glory, and he's like destroying the electrical uh, station, eating all the metal. Like he's got to he's got to eat, so he's eating the metal there. And he starts to electrocute himself. Now, and I, I need to cut in. I need to cut up? in. I need to cut in. Now, you said it's an electrical station, Jamie? Something like that, right? Substation? Could it be called a... Power plant? Substation? It is, yeah. Oh. I would say a substation. Oh, look at that. I like the I like the, the sunglass move you did there. Should, should I do it again? Yeah, do it again. I'm not. Oh. Should we have a whole substation uh, cycle? Is that even common terminology for people that don't play Escape from Tarkov? A substation? Yeah. Electrical substation? Electrical substation. I think, substation. So. I, think People, that's fine. I feel like I never heard that term until I played Tarkov. Well, I had heard the term. I don't play Tarkov. I right. And so anyways, he <laughs> sees the Iron Giant fall into some wires, gets all electrocuted and shit. And Hogarth is like, oh, no, like, I don't want this uh, monster to die. And he goes and turns off the power station. And then the giant kind of falls and basically seems like it's like falling asleep or whatever like doesn't work anymore dead you think it would just fall asleep yeah i guess it it depends on your perception of things we'll talk about that later yeah so anyways hogarth goes and he's like it's picked up as by by his mom and taken back home and then the next day he decides i am going to get this this thing on uh picture get a picture of it so he takes a camera out there with like a little piece of metal and he's okay here's some metal you you like it you want to eat it and he waits and waits and waits trying to get a picture of it. Eventually, the giant shows up and he soon realizes that the giant actually is not like a bad giant, kind of. It's like, get talk. He basically has like a bump in his head and can't remember anything. And he's like a good guy. And it's basically like, 
good, not gun or whatever. Like he says, Vin Diesel. Like, oh, no, dude, this is Vin Diesel. Maybe Diaz. in his prime, might be the best acting we've had out of him ever. <laughs> um, I'll give you an example here. Gun, bad. I am <laughs> not a. <laughs> sure. I gotta, I gotta jump Diesel, in here. I gotta, I gotta, come in can here? I kind of can I cut in? <laughs> I almost that? did a He's I, I almost did a countdown of Kyle's sound <laughs> clips tonight for my countdown. Because <laughs> when I was watching this, I'm like, dude, any good buddy could be a, a voice actor. I mean, Kyle could be a voice actor. And I'm like, I should get sound clips of Kyle. I'm like, it was too much work. I couldn't do it. Right. Couldn't do yeah. it. That would be a lot of work. I will do it though. It will happen. All right. Well, I'm excited for that day. I guess I'm a little self-absorbed. Episode 200. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah. they become they become bestie friends pretty quickly. Like they they go, they kind of walk around a bunch and they look at different spots. I, I can't even remember. But on the way back to his house, he's telling him to like not follow him or whatever. <clears throat> and he comes up and starts eating like a, a, a rate tra- the railroad tracks. And Hogarth's like, "You're gonna destroy the train. Like you can't do that." And so he tells him to like fix it. But before he can fix it, the train comes and smashes into the Iron Giant, and basically Hogarth well, he like, fixes it oh, though. Well, kind Does of. He fix it just like it, like at the last second, and this well, doesn't help because this was kind of interesting. This was kind of interesting for the movie because the robot just gets launched by this train, right? Um, and other things happen later. It's like okay, well. Maybe maybe you shouldn't have been launched by that train. Yeah, maybe but, the train should have been destroyed, just blown up. Yeah. But yeah. And like Humpty Dumpty, man, this guy, he's just broken into a million pieces. All right. And so Hogarth takes him into his barn and basically he's like, oh boy, you're pretty much destroyed, my poor robot. But, you know, a thing comes out of the Iron Giant's head and all his pieces come back together and like self-assemble again. And he goes inside and basically, you know, is kind of trying to play cool with his mom and they're having dinner or whatever. And like the Iron Giant's like hand comes in, it's like walking all over the place. And he's like, uh shit. And so it goes through this whole like kind of comedy it's of error trying scene. to get this trying to get this hand out of the house. At the same time, there's this kind of dopey government man who has shown up to investigate the possible appearance of this uh, robot. And he doesn't really believe anything that's going on, but he's starting to uh, get suspicious about something because his car has been eaten by the Iron yeah. Giant. And that's so my he needs a place scene. to call. That's my Wait, favorite with, scene, though, when the, when the hand's in the house mm. and he's trying to shoo it away at dinner time, and he's sitting there at, at dinner and he's supposed to say grace. And uh, he looks over his mom's shoulder and he goes, oh, my God. And he sees the <laughs> hand is in the kitchen doing something <laughs> or the other. And he's like, oh, my God thank you for this food and he's like he's brushing <laughs> off all these things he says and like getting it into the prayer and he's like stop satan <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh, no he, he does uh stop the devil from taking over and ruining our lives or whatnot and then he's like get out and then i was like satan and he's like satan and i'm like oh i, I predicted it <laughs> i just loved it i thought it was really funny yeah so was, he's there were, uh, there were some really good scenes in this movie. Yeah. And so he gets a, he he almost gets him to the door, the hand. Uh when he opens it up, there's the government man who has come to use the phone uh to alert his uh, superiors about 
the fact that he does actually believe that there's some robot around or whatever. And he starts to get pretty suspicious of the kid because he's acting all crazy and there's all these noises in the house because he's getting the um, hand out of the um, upstairs window and basically getting it out of there. And so he's already starting to get, you know, pretty suspicious. And so they shoo him, the government out of there and basically says like, oh, yeah, my name is Hogarth Hughes. And he realizes the government that he, that the what's his name actually I shouldn't just call him that uh, Ken Mansley, <laughs> Ken Mansley. Mansley. yeah Mansley so Mansley this, he's voiced by uh, Christopher McDonald yeah so Mansley he he realizes oh, he even does the uh, oh my god from uh, yeah exactly Billy Madison oh my god or uh, Happy Gilmore <laughs> sure. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and um, no he realizes that that uh, the BB gun that they found at the scene belonged oh, to this kid. Dude. And this was so funny because, like, he's just sitting there, like, talking to himself on the drive back. He's like, Hogarth, what a weird name. Hogarth Hughes. And he looks down at the BB gun, which has been, like, bit in half. <laughs> and it just says <laughs> the first first three letters of his first name and the first three letters of his last name. He's like, Hog Hug. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, to quickly kind of clear up the situation. Hogarth takes the Iron Giant and takes him, kind of tries to get him, find a place to hide. And they go and they see like the town and different things. But then they eventually settle. They, they find like a car and, you know, he's pretty hungry. And they find a car and they see that it's being taken to the junkyard or whatever. And they're like, oh, that's like a place, that's a place we can hide or whatever. So they go to the junkyard and he starts eating there. And Hogarth, you know, strikes up a conversation with Dean, uh, the artist, um, who owns the scrapyard and kind of uses it for his art. And he is eventually, it becomes clear that the robot's there from noises and stuff like that. And he kind of explains to Dean, just for the night, can you please stay here, you know, with the situation going on? And Dean's like, fucking fine. I don't know, whatever. And well, the, the funny, there was another funny scene here where right before that they went to the junkyard, you remember this? When they go to, they're going looking for food for him, and there's mm-hmm. that car that's going to get towed. Right. And they're like, he's like, oh, it's been here for like two weeks. Like, you can eat this thing. And then the tow truck with Dean rolls up, and then he has to hide, and he like hides in front of this billboard for like a burger restaurant. And it looks like he's holding up a burger in the world or something, just stupid thing like that. Mm-hmm. But it just works. Something, I don't know. It cracked me up. Visually pleasing to Kyle. It was. Yes. And so then in the, the next morning, though, Hogarth is shocked and appalled to find that Mansley has taken the room in the house that they've been trying to rent and uh, now will be there keeping his eye on them. And I like this scene, too, where they cut through a bunch of times of him kind of being like, what you up to? What you up to? What you up to? Uh, following him around and basically making it so that he can't uh, go and help Dean, uh, who is having a lot of trouble with this giant in his scrapyard, although he's starting to appreciate him a little bit because uh, he's oh an artiste, a natural artiste. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and so he is able to lose Mansley by uh, crumbling up some uh, laxative into his uh, milkshake and he- heads over to Dean's place. <laughs> where, I love this dude. Just yeah. resorts to the poop joke. You know, just animation taking dumps whatever man yeah and so then then they go and they decide to have like a day of fun of sorts i mean it's, they see some things like they see like a deer get killed i think at this point maybe and they have to explain death yeah well and that's not less fun. they don't they don't like yeah 
they don't include that in the day of fun. Right. It's just kind of like a um, an awakening for the Iron Giant because he sees what, what a weapon is, you know. And this is where he does the quote that I did earlier. And um, as an amateur voice actor, I don't know that I can do it again as well as I just <laughs> did it, but. I'll sit here and reflect on it and think about doing it again later. <laughs> they also go to they go to a pond and they like you know he dives and that's funny or whatever and then dive 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 dude <laughs> sure when he when he dives he the iron giant jumps into this lake and it creates a like tsunami yep. from this lake completely like washes out the whole forest fish are like swimming through the trees. Um, Dean is just like swooshed around in his uh, chair that he's sitting in and lands right in the middle of a road, almost gets hit by a hog truck. Arguably displaces a little too much water, um, (laughs) if you ask me, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. And so, uh, but in the meanwhile, Mansley, he's found uh, his evidence that he needs to convince the general because he found a... Uh, uh, Hogarth's um, uh, camera and it, it develops a film and shows that the giant itself is real. And so he convinces the general to uh, bring in the cavalry and, um, you know, find this robot or whatever. And he keeps an eye on Hogarth. Hogarth, they play like cat and mouse game of sorts. Uh, clearly, Hogarth is able to get the one up on him because the next morning after falling asleep, uh, Mansley and the Armley head over to Dean's uh, where he's found. Uh, where they, where he, you know, Hogarth has told them that that's where the robot is and, uh, shows up and Dean seems totally, oh yeah, you're in the robot. Oh, interesting. And he makes up this whole long story about how, oh yeah, rich person's going to buy it. Uh, but you know, it's tough. I'm just keeping it around for a second to say goodbye. And they open the barn and there is the iron giant, but looks like one of his scrapyard art pieces. Uh, and he's like, yeah, so that's the giant. And everyone's like, what? And the general is pissed and basically he's like mansley you're gonna be fucking cleaning toilets from here on out and so they head off and everyone's like this is just like that sweet yep like you know great time to play and so you know there's hogarth playing you know whatever alien killer alien robot with his killer alien robot and shooting a pretend gun at him and it switches on in his brain his robot brain uh defense mode and his eyes get all red and he's ready to like kill hogarth and he shoots these laser beams out of his eyeballs and dean's like you know holy shit yo robot like that wasn't cool and the robot freaked out by what he did iron giant's like totally freaked out he runs away he's so sad running 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 and hogarth's like no and he's he's running after and dean realizing that oh it was just a defense thing uh says okay i'll I'll help you and and they drive off in his motorbike but before they can get there also starts snowing out of nowhere Yeah, it is snowing. And it is well, it's perfect pretty early time to snow, use your actually. motorcycle. Yeah, so then they, on the way though, like before they can catch up to the giant, the giant sees some kids who are up on like a building trying to spy, uh, spy the alien, the rumored uh, alien robot. And there he is, but they, they tumble off the building and only at the last minute are the is the Iron Giant able to catch them and save them. And all the townspeople <clears> are like, Oh my God, what an amazing, super great robot. We love him. And Hogarth's like, uh, the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Yeah, exactly. It was very very reminiscent of that. And then uh, Hogarth's like, you know, gets in his hands, but like the army seeing this giant robot in the town come back and start shooting rockets at him. 
And so he immediately starts trying to protect Hogarth and runs away. And using this as a as a precursor, uh, Mansley's basically like he killed a, he killed a kid. And we have to, you know, send everything at them. So battleships are firing at him. Uh, they got like planes coming after him. Everything, uh, and he kind of runs out. The Iron General one points runs off a cliff, and you think, oh, this is you know they're both going to die. What a sad movie in a, in a weird way for an animated film to end. Uh, but right at the last minute. He, you know, he gets rockets and it's like kind of, I, this is a scene that I remember, you know, very clearly from watching it as a kid, which is basically like, you can fly and like, you can fly and off they fly like Superman and he's flying around and, but the planes are still going after him and eventually they shoot him down and, you know, they tumbles around and the iron giants like sitting there and he knows about death because of the deer and he looks and sees Hogarth and he thinks Hogarth's dead, that he didn't, he wasn't able to protect him and becoming and saddened and enraged, he goes and becomes the full killer robot that he can be and starts legitimately killing people. Uh, he blows up a bunch of shit. Clearly, a bunch of people die as he goes around. And they, he goes towards, he's heading out towards to destroy the battleships that are firing at him. And the general's like, we have nothing that can stop this thing. And Mansley's like, we got one thing, the atomic bomb, which is kind of where this whole thing was heading. The atomic bomb will will aim it ha- at him, and we'll have, it's the only way we can do it. And General's like, "That's a crazy thing, but okay." And so he, you know, they get permission from the president, you know, set it up. The U.S. Nautilus is off the coast, is ready to launch its missile, and they're like, Here "Okay, we on go. my Some command, sub action, baby." Yeah. So we see the only time there, you know, the whole thing, and the captain's sitting there, and he's like, "Finally!" And we see a little animated uh, censored sign that comes out. And we're like, okay, it makes sense. And um, uh, but they're ready to fire. And so, anyways, he's he's heading out there, and Hogarth comes there. And he's like, he's not a bad robot. We, uh, you know, we, I can't let this happen. And he runs after him, and basically is like, stop! You're not a gun. Don't do it. And Hogarth, I mean, uh, Iron Giant points his weapon at him, and he's like, okay, obviously going to vaporize Hogarth. What a sad movie. But then he stops the last Strange. Time. Strange and animation. He, strange yeah. turn of the story there. <laughs> and he, his, his eyes change from red to yellow, and he becomes the good robot again. He's like, oh, oh what? Um, basically not knowing what uh, what had happened to him. And right. he, he's he like, doesn't say it like that, Jamie. He says, what? <laughs> I'm but not slower. a gun. Uh, yes. That's true. Yeah, he has to be slower. But uh, – and – Basically, he's like, uh, I'm, you know, he's, uh, I can be who I want to be or whatever Hogarth says. You can, you have to, you get to choose uh, who you want to be. And he decides to be um, the good robot. And so they decide, I mean, the army basically is like going to stand down because obviously firing the atomic uh, bomb would be like a crazy thing to do with the robot just kind of sitting there. And in a town where you're at. Yeah, he doesn't do it. Does does the robot do anything else to, Save anyone? No, he just stops being aggressive, right? Yeah, he, he stops, and at this point, uh, Mansley is just, like, so gung-ho, and he really wants to use the nuke, because there's right. always a guy in a movie, right, that is like, we got to use the nuke. You got to do it faster, faster. Um, and so he just, like, takes the radio and is like, fire the nuke. Yeah, not a great... And the general's like, dude, you're an idiot. That's targeted at the robot that's standing like a hundred feet ahead of us. Like, He's like, "We're dead. We're gonna die yeah. for our country." And it launches. I'm not dying for my country. Is what he said. <laughs> and so yeah, the, the missile launches up. They're all preparing to die. Mansley tries to escape, but the Iron Giants like fuck that and uh, stops them. 
And then he's sitting there, and they're basically like, yeah, it's, it's too bad. It's aimed right at you, Iron Giant. There's really nothing you can do about it. And he's like, Iron Giant's like, oh, that's weird. I did watch the third Batman movie, and I'm pretty sure I know what to do. And so he says, like, goodbye. I love you. The audience at this point, tears streaming down their face, uh, I can yep. tell you. Got a little mm-hmm. dusty in my room. Um, and if you didn't cry during this scene, you might very well might be the Iron Giant. Because you have no psychopath. And so uh, – he says, I love you. And basically, Hogarth, Hogarth's like, I love you. And they, they embrace in their robot, giant robot uh, boy kind of way with like a tiny finger, like embracing. And then uh, they he launches into the air, heads towards the Mistral, which is like kind of turning around from the outer space. And is like, I'm Superman. And it explodes in a giant fireball. And the Iron Giant dies. And it's exploded into a million pieces. Yeah, you heard Hogarth's voice that said, you can be anything you want. And that's when he says, I am Superman. Yeah. And it goes, And it's like, iron, the Iron Giant will return in. <laughs> right. <laughs> iron Man. <laughs> iron Man, Iron Giant 2. Remembered. Yeah. yeah. So then they show, they show it's in the spring later. And basically, like, there's a statue now, and Dean and uh, Hogarth's mom are, like, totally into each other. And then there's a package that has, like, one screw, the only screw that's arrived, uh, the explosion. And Hogarth's like, thanks. Uh, And then, yeah, we see him sleeping, and the screw roll and start to assemble. So it's heading out to, um, you know, create the Iron Giant again or put the the pieces back together. And uh, so we know the Iron Giant will be back. It was an Iceland, in Iceland, right? Too. Yeah, it's Iceland. The end. And then I, I feel That's like there's the end, always man. been ru- rumors about a potential... Uh, no, I guess not. I'm going to try and see if there's ever rumors about uh, a sequel, but I'm not really seeing that. I think there will be one day. It'll be a reboot, though. Did someone say reboot? Yeah, I sure <laughs> did. <gasps> yeah, Bird said that the sequel was likely never to happen. Uh... And he, but he stressed that it was a completely <laughs> self-contained, up, yeah, completely self-contained uh, film. So no need for a sequel. That's what he said. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Should we get into some reviews on this bad boy? I think this so. Iron Giant. <clears throat> sure. Who wants to go? Who? Who's got it? I'll go. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Brom, you got it. All right. Sure. Man, show us what you got. I have no idea where you guys are going to come in on this, but I will just jump right in, wade out into these waters alone and say I loved this movie. I thought it was uh, a great uh, piece of animation. I'm not an animation guy. Uh, Typically, it's just, I don't know, a little too mailed in and dumb. And this one sure still had some of its moments. I feel like it was pretty telegraphed where this was going to go, how this was going to end, and... I knew what was going to happen with that bolt the moment he received it at the very end there. But um, you're just going to get that with anything like this. Um, <clears throat> so I can I can forgive most of that. Um, I was just really surprised by how much I was engaged, though, by this and enjoyed it. I thought I uh, had some very funny moments. I thought Christopher McDonald was excellent. The moment I heard his voice, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Shooter McGavin. Uh, perfect swarmy villain. Like He, he, he played the character perfectly. Um, 
one of those guys you just love to hate. And uh, I thought Harry Connick Jr. was a fun character. I, I really liked the the Dean uh, Beatnik character. Um, Hogarth wasn't an overly annoying child, um, which was great. Sometimes they get a little bit too uh, rambunctious. Um, I'm just surprised. I, I, I could have swore I thought this movie got bad reception, and I just now saw that it got an 8 on IMDb, which is pleasing to me because uh, I, I really enjoyed it too, and I, I thought I was going to come in much higher than IMDb here. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Woo! Ooh, I can right. come in number I'm two, in. my normal spot. Oh. I wanted to beat him. I wanted to beat him. Sorry. I'm going to come in with an eight. I would have come in even higher if it wasn't for the fact that this didn't. This lacked a little bit of submarine action. If only the Iron Giant himself was a submarine, yeah. perhaps. In which case, that'd been cool. I would have fucking loved it. But uh, since it was wasn't, I would have probably been a ten if it was just a regular. How much do I like this movie? I like this movie a lot. I like watching it. I like crying to it. I'm a very emotional movie watcher. I got a little tear going down my face on many of movies, and this is one of those. And uh, yeah, no, I just really enjoy it. So top of the line, uh, I do like animation. It reminds me a little bit of Miyazaki stuff um, in terms of the depth of the story and uh, the you know nice visual, something like a Princess Mononoke, which is a little bit more, more mature, but maybe like a spirited away. Uh, kind of similar. If you guys haven't seen those, those are both excellent and uh, a little bit reminiscent just of the maturity uh, level of the, the movie um, still being an animated film. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I really, really enjoy it. And so eight, if only it has a submarine or more submarine. Jamie. Yeah. In terms of your top favorite of all time animated films, where does this kind of fall? Rain, a range. Range? If I was going to yeah, do, perc- I mean, or, if I was going to do, you know exactly a number. No, I'd say per, like percentile. It's definitely top ten percent. Solid, yeah. Like it's it's top tier. I wouldn't say it's like if I had to make a list of my five favorite of all time, would this make the top five? I don't know, but it is possible if I looked at all, all the all the animated films I've seen. I'm gonna jump in then third. I'm gonna beat you, Kyle. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Hey. That's what you get with that red Not too shirt. Hard. Not too hard, I hope. You don't wear red on Thursdays, bro. <sighs> oh, I had a green one, but then I was like, "Green screen, just gonna be a floating head." <laughs> one, <laughs> I wish that's what you were gonna do. Today. I know next time, next time. <laughs> so I'm gonna g- hit the repeat button. I'm gonna really echo exactly what Ben and Jamie said. I love this movie. I have always loved this movie. Um, I do love animated films. This is not my favorite animated animated film of all time, but I love uh, watching it as an adult. I remember seeing it as a kid, and it was just like animation, yay! But as an adult, it's just like whoa, life, death, soul, existentialism. You know, like whoa, this is this is good stuff. And then it looks good. Um, All star voice cast. Like, I was telling Kyle before we even started, I was just like, Vin Diesel? I don't think I ever really realized that until this whole go-around. <laughs> just funny. But, no, it's fantastic. Now, I will have to go the same route as Jamie. With this being a submarine podcast, I'm going to have to dock it. Otherwise, I would give this a 9.5 as a movie overall. I can't put it past some of my all-time favorite animated films. But it's top tier for me. Top five for sure. Um, submarine, 
Jamie gave it an eight. Ben, what did you give it? 7.5. Man, this is a great movie. And even though there was very, 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 very little submarine action, it was significant, impactful, and uh, just a little bit of a tease. I really like the idea of the Iron Giant being a submarine now. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm going to give it a... 7.9. Ooh. All right. 7.9. 7.9. I will come in last. Obviously, I have no other option. Um, I hadn't seen this movie in a really long time. I remember enjoying it as a kid, but, you know, again, it was probably just because, like you'd said, Zach, animation, animation. Like, okay, this is so cool. And then, as we were talking about before the podcast, you watch watch this, and there are so many things that are going on that like as an adult you can really appreciate and just the depth of the message behind it was really cool i even was watching directors commentating on commentary on this and some of the stuff i guess i didn't even realize with animated movies is brad bird was sitting there talking about he's like yeah you know in this scene right here we're really playing with lighting a lot. He's like, because I want to just use this flashlight when he's walking in the woods. He's like, a lot of other movies, animated movies, this would just all be lit up. He's like, but I want to make it actually look like we're walking in the woods. So, you know, you're only going to see what this light is showing. And then, Jamie, you'd even mention the scene where uh, Mansley shows up and he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And they said that that scene was, you know crazy because like it's it's really good in the movie it's really good scene but like for the animated movie you have to make a background for every single one of those shots and then you're only using it for like a split second uh so it took a lot of work to get that done i thought the attention to detail in this movie was quite amazing voice acting was really good uh really liked everybody i was shocked um at uh like I don't know if Jennifer Aniston's done much voiceover work or anything like that. I thought she did a heck of a job. Harry Connick, Harry, Harry, or Henry, Harry, Harry Connick, yeah, Harry <laughs> Keitel. Uh, I thought uh, Harry Connick did Jr. a really great job. Uh, everybody and Shooter McGavin, yeah, he was absolutely excellent. I really would have liked to see more. Like we saw. There was like that flash, I don't know what you call it, not really a flashback, whatever, some kind of like PTSD experience with a robot where all of a sudden it was like apocalyptic and there were like hundreds of iron giants coming in, just laser beams shooting everywhere. Uh, He like saw that in his vision in the night. And I thought perhaps wouldn't that be cool if another one of them came down and he had to fight it off or whatever and then still uh, Shooter McGavin was like, well, you know, he didn't see any of that stuff. He didn't see that. So then they still end up destroying the Iron Giant uh, with the nuclear weapon. Um, and I thought, I thought I would have thought that would be potentially the sequel. That the Iron Giant comes back, the town like, kind of keeps defend. a secret and all that stuff. But then a robot, a different robot comes down from the sky. Well, I, that was kind of like the original novel, right? Oh, I have That's no what idea. I read. Yeah. The original novel, it, the Iron Giant was fighting another mm-hmm. machine or a monster or oh, something. Oh, okay. Well, no. I didn't know this was a book, so I guess oh. yeah, yep. that's pretty cool. There's, too. I mean, hopefully, get into it. But there's yep. that's what something I forgot to mention in my review was I think what's so interesting about this movie is almost like behind the scenes stuff. 
how it is based on a novel. They went back and forth. The studio bungled the entire marketing campaign and they put more money into the Wild Wild West marketing than they did this movie. You got to do it right. You got to say wiki, wiki, wild, wild west when you do that. Okay. (laughs) Hey, the soundtrack, dude, the Wild Wild West song, though, everybody knows that, right? I mean, yeah, does anyone know the Iron Iron Giant song? (laughs) Don't think so. I am Iron Man. Yeah, and there's a lot of history with behind, like back when the novel came out, and then the music came out, and then this eventually came out. It's really quite awesome. Yeah. That's why I guess on the 2016 Blu-ray release of this movie, mm-hmm. they include that the making of or whatever it is of Dude. like all that backstory stuff. But they didn't include that on the 2018 re-release of it. Oh, which really? Is, like they took out the the documentary portion of it. Weird. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, my brother, I, I messaged him. I'm like, hey, you need to like watch this movie again if you haven't watched it. It's good. And he's like, I own it on Blu-ray. And I was like, look at you. Who are you? Like, where are you um, <laughs> did, anybody, but, um, did he just text you back? I'm your brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did anybody uh, watch Raised by Wolves? That Ridley Scott show came out on HBO, I'm pretty sure. I started watching. Yeah. I, couldn't, I ended up not being able to make it through it. It started really strong, but... I I petered out, but it um it kind of sounds like the the story you were saying like uh it's like these uh, androids or whatnot like world destroying androids come and like wipe out humanity as we know it, but a guy is able to repurpose one and like turn it into like a benevolent one and he like starts civilization on another planet and uh, uses the the android to like raise and create a new civilization and it has to fight off evil ones and whatnot, but. Kind raised of by wolves yeah i don't it's, know maybe, maybe. Say skip it i couldn't i couldn't stick with it i i started it and i was like this is this is awesome tell everybody like we got something new to watch and then i don't know it just like lost its steam through mm-hmm. like episode five or six i think i'm just like ah can't can't finish it but sounded a little similar to the the novel you were the graphic novel you were referring to was it a novel or a graphic novel I think just a novel. Yeah, it's oh, okay. a book. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just a book. Yep. Well, okay. that presents a your... challenge for me. I don't know if I'll be able, be able to read it. Reading knocks me out. Um, I guess I have experienced some insomnia lately, but maybe I could pick up some books. Uh, so, also one thing I wanted to notice, and it's it's like right away in the in the director's commentary, and it's something that Brad Bird had mentioned that they were just trying to like pulling these scenes together and how difficult it is, especially for the opening scene. Cause he said, we need to tie together so many things instantly to like present the message, you know, or the, uh, what do you call it? I don't know the situation. I'm losing my words right now, but basically like to have Sputnik floating through, you know, in orbit. And then all of a sudden something shoots down and like he was just talking about the complexity of that scene, and then I just really find a deeper appreciation for those types of things. Um, as a, a lot of a lot of what you guys have said is very true. This is not super sub centric, Zach. Very important points. The sub does play a substantial part in the movie. It is integral to the whole story. I was blown away by this. I didn't. Remember liking it as much as a kid, but as an adult, I can say you should watch The Iron Giant, and I'm going to go ahead and give it a nine. Wow. Boom. 
even though it's not that subcentric, I still think it is that good and should be watched. This yeah. is going up on our list, I think, guys. Good. That's, I hope so. This is some big numbers for us. Yeah. This say, is just a, uh, oh, good. first movie that's kept my attention in a long time on this series. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great movie. There was like what 17. There was like, it was honestly like 16 or 17. I was up in the high teens of movies that I fell asleep on in a row for this show. <laughs> wow. That's rough. Came nowhere close with this. Fully, fully <laughs> engaged. Um. <laughs> So my sister's in the chat, and she said she received this movie as a breakup gift. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? (laughs) I need to. Okay, okay, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What the hell's a breakup gift? A gift that the significant other gives you as a hey, I'm sorry, we're broken up. Take this, or is it a gift that a friend a friend gives you because oh, I'm sorry, you had a breakup. Here's a gift from me, a friend. Oh, that would make that would make more sense. I would hope a friend because it is it is a movie where it's like you just need a good cry and you'll feel a lot better. So here's Iron Giant. Or they're like, or there's just there's a note on the movie when they give it to you says, I hope your life goes just like the Iron Giants. <laughs> and you're like, what? Wow, I've never seen the Iron Giant. I have to watch it. And then an hour and a half I mean, later, you're like, it's a beautiful movie, but that's okay. I guess I'm broken up. I'm my own sister. I don't even know how I never knew about this. Um, I, I mean, hopefully she didn't get the gift, and it just said, dear so and so, we're through. Right. <laughs> Enjoy the movie. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to. Uh, you know, talk to her about this this week. See what the heck this is all about. <laughs> this is exciting stuff. All right. Um, Do we have love it or hate it today? Oh, you know we got love it, hate it. Ooh. Boom. Ooh. Hit it, Kyle. No, oh, Iron Giant. <laughs> Iron Giant. <laughs> <laughs> That's Vin Diesel. <laughs> Can you get a picture of the Iron Giant to go on the <laughs> screen while that plays? Yeah, get like, uh, you could, like the, let's update the love it or hate it uh, message. Does, to we'll animate the face, Iron Giant, right. and then we'll just get a cease and desist from Brad right, Bird almost immediately. You cannot do that. <clears throat> Come on, I love appreciate it. We love this movie. All right, the, gang, we got some love it, hate it action. But I need to know what do you want to hear first? Hate it. Yeah, get it, get it out of the way. Okay. Yeah, we all love this movie. Okay. This comes from my guy, Clay, 17, from August 12th, 1999. An original, dude. Back in the year the movie came out. Dude, back when you're taking like 10 minutes to get, just get on the internet. Yeah. Because you're so pissed that you just watched this movie. Yep, here we go. Hate it. From Clay-17. I must have seen a different movie. Both of my kids got bored with this movie. Hmm. Not to mention that I was disappointed that my kids wanted to leave in the middle of the film because I was hoping to catch a quick nap. Whatever. I'm glad everybody else liked it. We left and got our money back. My kids also couldn't make it to the end of Star Wars 1, so they have some amount of taste. Episode 1, or are they... Yeah. That's the end. That's the end. Oh, man. Yeesh. Wow. I find that hard to believe, One. but I, I, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I feel like kids would be wrapped up in this. That's yeah, a big old But, I mean, you think it's, it's like two 
adult. It's mature. Like, it it's is some mature. Of the themes. I, that's yeah. why I, I really liked it. It had mature themes, mature humor. Um, I, I felt like the animation was very unique, but I feel like kids latch on to things like that all the time. Giant metal objects with laser beam eyes? Yeah. It sounds like they didn't make it to that part, but... Oh, yeah, they wouldn't Yeah, they, they, they missed it if they left before halfway. Well, dude, they should have loved it, right? The squirrel and the pants and all that in the diner. They would have loved that. You I mean, the movie's, think. what, 88 minutes? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you can't last. Like, They oh got through, gosh. what, 30 minutes? And like, ah, screw it. We're leaving. <laughs> they probably... They probably okay. You know what? They probably got to the scene about 30 minutes in, I think, is when, like... Hogart and Mansley go to the diner, but before, right before all the poop stuff. So oh, yeah. they just should have stuck it out for a little bit. And that dad could have got a nap. I wonder if they ever watched it again, considering this review is 20, like what, 21 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> who knows? Um, but fast forward a little bit. Let's get to love it. This comes from a different drummer. May 26th, 2017. Great entertainment and a piece of history. Belated review written in 2017. Animation has greatly advanced in the last few decades, but nonetheless, this entry at the turn of the millennium is special. It marked the debut of writer-director Brad Bird, now considered a god in the animation studio. The story is so simple, it almost seems unworthy but in the hands of a master, what you will see is perfection in writing and directing and casting and voice work. Suitable for all ages, will remain a classic for years to come. 10 out of 10. I mean, that's a lot of what we mentioned here, you know? We didn't call Brad Bird God. That guy loved it. It's true. In a piece um, of history, which is something else. Uh, all right, are we ready for a little bit of trivia? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dive in. There's a lot of trivia with this. It became a gigantic cult hit, so over time, it's accrued uh, a large amount of uh, trivia. But I do think some of the more interesting things um, has to do with the conception of the film and then the marketing of the uh, the movie as well. And so um, it is based on a book, The Iron Man, by a poet, Ted Hughes. He wrote it. Uh, to comfort his children in the wake of Sylvia Plath's suicide, who was their, their mother, uh, Sylvia Plath. Um, and then in the 1980s, Pete Townsend, uh, he made a uh, made a concept album based on the book. And it was released as The Iron Man, a musical, in 1989. And so that was the basis for what they were pitching in 1991, was this musical, uh, The Iron Man, um, and so the idea was kind of almost supposed to be like Tommy, uh, you know, so it's supposed to be kind of a, on a rock opera or whatever kind of thing. But a- after a certain amount of time, uh, Brad Bird, who was kind of an up and comer, they thought it was a perfect thing for him to direct. And at that point, it, it stopped be- being a musical anymore. Uh, and he kind of took it over. And it was such a small movie in the grand scheme of things, like as, as uh, was mentioned the, the uh, studio was so wrapped up in other stuff like Wild Wild West and stuff that they kind of left them to their own devices. And they, there was there was a lot of like uh, inner turmoil in terms of the making sh- sh- uh, sure the story worked and stuff, um, it being a Cold War uh, kids film. Um, but otherwise, you know, Warner Bros. kind of let them do whatever. 
Uh, so I think that really kind of shines through in the end is that they, it wasn't tampered with too much uh, in the end. Um, only some notes that they more or less ignored. Um, um, and so, yeah. Cricket, Cricket in the chat brings up a good point uh, because you said that Ted Hughes wrote this as a uh, story to comfort his children. Um, nothing is more comforting than giving children a massive AI weapon yeah, um, to just help them get through it, you know? Also, a listener asked, Zach, what's your birth sign? A listener asked that? I missed that. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not on Twitch. Oh, oh. <laughs> my birth sign. My birth sign? Like, are we talking Zodiac? Like yeah. Taurus? No, yes, there you go. Are you a Taurus, Taurus? I'm a Taurus. All right, thank you. Yep. Yeah, so what, you know, the, the most famous thing about Iron Giant is just the bungling that happened uh, from Warner Brothers. Um, basically, after Quest for Camelot came out, that were previous uh, animated film, and it was a giant... Uh, failure, they more or less were like, okay, this isn't going to work or whatever. Um, and they were ignoring it in, in uh, favor of marketing other stuff. All of a sudden, it came into test screenings and scored the highest scores in 15 years uh, for any movie. And they basically had no idea what they had and uh, uh, didn't know what to do anymore. And so, they, you know, there were a bunch of stuff. Like they were supposed to have a toy plan with Burger King, which fell through because they had never even really started it. And all these different things. And they wanted to push the date out. And Brad Bird was basically like, you've had two years. I've been working this for two years. And you're saying that now you aren't ready to like market it or whatever. And so it was released and it was this giant failure, like a huge, huge box office failure. Um, basically, they only needed to break even by earning uh, $8 million or something like that. And they or oh, for on opening day and they couldn't manage it. Um, and so, really? yeah, it's it was just like this, it's incredibly huge. Uh, box office failure and really attributed almost entirely to the studio and nothing to do with uh, the movie or the makers or anything like that. It's kind of a crazy story. Um, when you I was going to say, because yeah. like you watch this and there's no reason this shouldn't be just a massive hit. Yeah, you would think. But then, yeah, so they basically, as, as we mentioned, Wild Wild West was kind of what they focused on. They spent all their money, marketing money on Wild well, Wild West and left everything else in the dust kind of. So. Everybody saw Wild Wild West, right? I uh, mean, yeah. that was just like... I remember seeing Wawa West in theaters, obviously. Did you like it, Jamie, when you saw it? Um, I was a kid. I do remember sometimes, because like, I liked everything when I was that age. Um, yeah. and so it was pretty rare for me to see something and be like, I didn't like that. And I remember there being a couple of movies. One was Ang Lee's The Hulk, or Hulk, or whatever. And I remember being a little confused by it. Uh, but uh, in retrospect, that was, that was wrong. I actually think that movie's pretty good. And I remember seeing Wild Wild West, and I remember as a kid even being like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the same way. I, yeah. I remember seeing it. I'm like, this isn't good. This I'm isn't Men in Black. Sure this, this isn't one. good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just wanted to throw out one more trivia, um, which was the other, other possible voice roles uh, or uh, voice actors for the Iron Giant. Peter Cullen, Frank Welker, James Earl Jones. That makes sense. Oh. And then Sean Connery, which is really what I want to say. They should re-edit this and make Sean Connery be the voice. I feel like I know the name Frank Welker, too. Yeah, I don't know. The other ones I didn't totally recognize. Oh, the only other thing to mention is that there's a little Easter egg on uh, Hogarth's uh, dresser is a a picture of his father, who was a fighter pilot. I think the implication being... Uh, that he was killed in the war, I think. Oh, okay. That was something I was going to bring up because we never got the. Although that wouldn't make a huge amount of sense time wise. How, how old do you think Hogarth is? 
He's got he, twelve. I think he's over ten. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So yeah, we yeah, know Frank Volker. He is extremely prolific. Eight hundred and sixty-three. Eight hundred and sixty-three voice acting credits. Holy smokes! Yeah, and so then um, we could do we could do Phantoms. And Phantoms is pretty easy because of because of our boy Vinny D. But let's uh, hit it. Engage the Phantom. So yeah, I mean, Vinny D, obviously Fast and Furious, make some quick connections, make a way through. Uh, interesting also, Cloris Leachman was a voice in this. She was voiced the teacher. Uh, kind of odd. I'm not sure if there was supposed to be more scenes with the teacher or something, but kind of a weird role for Cloris Leachman. And she was just mentioned uh, for when I was doing the chain for uh, Magic School Bus. So obviously she's also someone um, that could be used for that. Um, it is interesting. Uh, Ed Harris actually was originally cast. I mean, I mentioned all the other people. I did withhold the fact that Ed Harris was the original voice actor for the Iron Giant. But I mean, I think oh. I think you can all guess what happened with that. What, you know, what, why, why do you think that may have fallen through? Face off. No, he wasn't a face off. No. <laughs> the Truman was, Show. Uh, no. Brom, do you have an idea for why, you know, it may have not worked <laughs> out for Ed Harris? To Same be movie, in, right? In Iron Giant. Um, maybe a little over lubricated joints on the Iron Giant. Maybe I don't know. Oh, close! That's very close. So he he insisted actually that he was going to play it live action. So it was going to be a mixture of live action, like Space Jam, but uh, with Ed Harris as the Iron Giant. <laughs> um, in the end, which now that I'm thinking about it, is pretty amazing, and um, that's pretty great. I like that uh, picture in my head. But, <laughs> uh, but then he showed up on thing. And he said, "Iron Giants don't wear clothes," and they were like, "Nope." No, no. Yep. End of should've, that. I should have oh guessed God. that. Yeah. And then, yeah, do you guys want to do trivia? Are we running, running too close on time? No, this, this, was, pretty, this, was, this was pretty easy because it's, it's, uh, I found this one, this Jeopardy round called Celebrity Film Voices. So you guys can jump in because actually I, I was able to name all of them. Let's see how many you guys can get. You can even team up if you want to do this. Okay, so Ooh. Dory and Finding I Dory. Dory and Finding Dory. The, name the voice actor? Yep. Oh, that's Alan the, DeGeneres. Um, oh my God, Alan DeGeneres. Oh, nice. Yeah. Brom got it. Mm. Poe po and Kung Fu Panda. Jack, Jack Black. Black. I got it. Mr. Incredible and the Incredibles. Hugh Laurie. Nope. No, it's no, the. What the uh, heck's his name? He's from. He's from. I, I oh, talked from about a show. Didn't I cast him on uh, Atlantis? <sighs> no, he's I an didn't. older guy, right? He's an older guy. Yeah. Uh, I older give you guy. Hint. I think this is the hardest guy, one. Is, is the guy who plays Al Bundy? No. So he was in the, he was no, but he was the guy titular, who liked he, it. His titular modern coach. family, right? No, titular coach. Oh, Landry's dad. No, he was no. coach in the show Coach. Oh, um, oh, and he's in Blades of Glory. Yeah. Ah, Craig T. Nelson, <laughs> that guy. Craig T. Nelson, got it. Uh, uh, Mr. Fox and Fantastic Mr. Fox. George Clooney. Yep, and then Iron Giant Ooh. in the Iron Giant. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Wrong. Ed Harris. They have the original actor in there, I guess. Oh, interesting. Jeopardy's can always be tricky <laughs> like that. Alrighty. And that's my part. Amazing. Um, so Subs Worldwide's a little different tonight because there was a little there was a subject here in the movie uh, that I thought was kind of interesting. Something that always fascinated me in college in my um, philosophy class with this guy, Fred fucking Curry was his name. He's a legend. Uh, and it reminded me of the Turing test, and there's all kinds of different things. Um, 
when do you determine whether artificial intelligence is actually life or when life becomes artificial intelligence, that type of stuff. So I was going to give you guys a few little scenarios and we'll see. Um, I just want to see where you'd land on whether you consider it no longer, no longer like biological life or this artificial life become biological or something, you know, along those lines. All right. So, We'll start out super easy. Uh, I break my leg and I get a metal implant in my leg. Am I now a cyborg or am I still a person? Cyborg. 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 All right. You guys are good. I like this. Um, because it's just a metal plate. It was, uh, sorry. I said implant. Um, so anyways, let's see here. I am kept alive. Only my brain is kept alive. And then I am put into a robot body. Am I still me or am I a... Or am I a, am I a human or am I a robot at that point? A robot. <laughs> nah, I think I think you're you. I mean, you said it's your yeah, brain, right, sure. Kyle? It's just my brain. That's it's all you. that's left. Your that's your your consciousness. Yeah, is there, actually, yeah. you know what? I'm I'm changing my mind because I'm I'm imagining now going to bowling with who would be Kyle, right? And you just yeah. throw a 300, obviously, because you're a fucking robot. And I'm like, you know what? That's not Kyle. That's not the Kyle I knew. That's true. Yeah. I don't uh, think okay. Kyle could still throw a 300. I think the gut reaction is <laughs> like, oh, look, Jamie's here with a robot. Right. Yeah. Well, but then, I'd, but what if he, like, just taped a photo of my face to the, the vat that's holding my brain? Oh. Right. And, or, like, and then, you know, Kyle's there, and they're like, what do you want? And he's like, oh, I'll take a tall blue moon. And everyone's like, oh, actually, it is Kyle. And then he plays yeah. uh, Kenny G, and they're like, definitely Kyle. Dude, yes. Kenny G is my jam every Wednesday at the bowling alley. I play Silhouette by Kenny G. Um, amazing song. Check it out. The solo. Otherworld. It's, it's all a solo. <laughs> okay. So I really jumped like really quickly there um, from, you know, broken leg to having my brain implanted in, um, <laughs> into a robot. But let's say, let's say my brain stops working, but then they implant a computer into my head. And then biologically I look the same, but I'm now operated by a computer. Am I still the same or am I different? Wait, okay, someone Elon else is Musk. operating you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a computer is operating me, but I look the same. I'd act the same, do everything, but I, I no longer have a brain. So it's actually kind of like now, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> so I no longer have a brain. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Am I um, am I am I a computer or am I a person? Because I'm like ninety nine percent. You're a computer. You're a computer. 100%. Yeah, for sure. The brain is it the brain that does it? Yeah. And I think it's but like, it there's, there's, for a, there's you a continu though, there's a continuation of consciousness. That's actually why I said originally that the uh, thing I guess I, yeah I guess this is where the philo uh, philosophy comes in right like would you would it feel like you just fell asleep and then you woke up and you're like I'm Kyle but a computer now is your brain. <laughs> Is that kind of the, the yes. theory of what's going yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. And then you live forever? Well, no, because look at me. You think I'm in great shape? This is going to break down at some point, Jamie. Probably by the time I'm like 50 or yeah, something. Yeah, but then the computer know? could just go into a new thing or whatever. <laughs> any, any day now. <laughs> I mean, you could. I, that's the thing. I, I don't Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're Kyle anymore. You're like a, no. you're like a computer. So is, is there like – is there – what's what's the scale like when do i become when do i stop being a human and when do i start becoming a robot how much of me has to be replaced or is it just the brain or is it like my heart and my brain or you know what's going on here? whatever maybe this is outside the scale of this podcast but 
No, I think it's actually either either your brain in its entirety mm-hmm. or just having a small piece of metal put into your leg. And then that's in your, that's, your cyborg that's the for sure. Yeah, that's the end of that. God, that explains so much. That's why mm-hmm. I feel... So I feel so connected to machines. Anyways, I don't know what the would hell you that if was. a computer took over your brain, would you be able to learn like crazy? Would you know think like so, right? Japanese if you're like now I know Japanese? Well, yeah, I just have to just take a SIM card and shove it up my ass, and then I'd be I would know, right? <laughs> then you're definitely not Kyle. Okay, Zach had this disgusted look on his face. <laughs> the Kyle, <laughs> the Kyle I know. Would shove a SIM card up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> right, there we go. There we go. Well, we're gonna move on. We're gonna. We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's why I'm not allowed to have SIM cards at my house. Uh, anyway, I'm sure it would end up in an oven, Kyle. Don't worry. Oh, good. Yep. <laughs> Inside jokes for all I'd of love you to be on a part the of one outside. <laughs> That could be a podcast, stories from college. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Brom, you got anything for us? Of course. Hit me with it. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All right. So I, uh, I tapped into the J archive. Ooh. Um, with the category um, being submersion. Uh, no way. Yep, got into the, the J archive for uh, submersion trivia. They did uh, submersion trivia. I think it was actually Alex Trebek's last episode. Um, they had the submersion category. Um, the uh, dollar amounts are 200, 400, 800, 1600, 3200, 6400, and 12800. Wow. Dude, now, before we even get into this, would you guys just like shit yourselves if this was literally all about our podcast and this was the first time that we'd heard about it? That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Would you guys <laughs> shit yourself if uh, I wouldn't Alex go into work came back? And he, but he, he had a computer for his brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> gotcha. would I, I would, for that? Jamie, I'll <laughs> be honest with you. I would shit myself for a lot of things. Right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Zach, you uh, gave this the lowest score of the three uh, contestants here. So your choice first again: two hundred, four hundred, eight hundred, sixteen hundred, thirty-two hundred, sixty-four hundred, or one hundred and twenty-eight hundred. Um. These are very difficult, by the way, and they are scaled here. So. Give me the hardest one possible. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow, this man. is very lucky for you. In episode 83, <laughs> Danger Beneath the Sea, Zach debuted Love It or Hate It under what working title? Oh. Under what working title? Yep, it was not oh, yet. Man. It was not yet called Love It or Hate It. You had a different name for your oh segment. Oh my gosh. Episode um, 83. Oh man. Before Love It Hate It. I mean, I literally know the creation of this came from <laughs> Do you remember we're, we're Jamie and I singing the theme song for stole you? Stole it from a uh Jamie radio and I station. Jamie and I um, th- sang the theme song. If you can name the theme song, I'd even give you credit. If you what name we the sang. theme song? Like a real theme song? Yeah, we uh, it ended up becoming a bastardization yeah. of a very real, very popular song. Ooh, 
love it, hate it, love it, hate it. It had to have been something around. It had to be two spectrums, right? It had to be two extremes. Yep. Two extremes, like, but it wasn't love it, so, hate it. It wasn't love it, hate it. I love it. I love it. I, I like it. I don't like it. I dislike it. Like, dislike, no. Man, I don't know. I, I, I don't even think I can have a All guess. All right, that's time. Anybody know this? Yeah. <laughs> I do not, and I sang the song. I can actually, I can actually remember. Did it become uh, the song from Cats? No, Is that the one it where was, it became the song from Cats? It no. wasn't. It was California by Tupac. Mm. But <laughs> the working title of the segment was One or Ten. Wow. Not exactly. Really? gotten that. Not exactly as snappy you know as what? Love It or that, We should have known that because I feel like it used to be the case that you would say, like, there were no ones for this one. There were no tens for this one. Yeah, but. He even, oh, even, even said that this is called One or Ten. Really? Wow. But it just wasn't snappy. So All right. Change that theme song, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question, Ben. One. Uh, all right. Uh, Jamie, you gave the <laughs> next You gave the next lowest score. You have the uh, board. 200, uh, 400, 800, 16, 32, let's or 64. Let's go 200. I, I want to I get some points. In episode 94, Godzilla King of Monsters, Kyle reveals what to be his favorite form of terrorism. Um, Kyle reveals what is his favorite form of terrorism. I know it. Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Kyle, I'll let you steal for half like crank, points. Like, are we thinking like crank, like crank calls? Nope, that's incorrect. No, like actual terrorism, Jamie. <laughs> right. That's that's that terrifies Kyle, me. I'll let you steal ahead. for half points. Uh, Eco terrorism. That no, is correct. That is Kyle's favorite yeah. form of terrorism. Kyle, you have the board. Uh, let's just, let's go up. I'm not going to do it. Just give me the uh, All right. Please. This is a Jamie fun fact. In episode 113, Full Metal Panic, Jamie guesses that Blattle, Repastor, and Lablaster were the names of the original three what? Oh, I know that. <laughs> can, when can I buzz in? <laughs> like Ghost, uh, Ghostbusters? <laughs> nope. Zach, I'll let you steal for half. Pokemon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was I even on that episode? Full Metal Panic? Know. Yeah, that was the listen, weird uh, That was the weird high school one where the oh. the agent infiltrated the high school and was really creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Enough said. It, yeah. Kyle, anyways, you 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 listen every week on Podcast Republic. So. Yeah. That was in our awkward well, anime phase. Uh back around to Zach. You got the board. Eight, Dude, 816, 32, or 64? 64. Ooh. Oh, you got the other Zach fact. In episode wow. 47, the Meg, during the Zach fact segment, Zach revealed the name of the Meg to be this biblical-sounding megalodon. The name <laughs> of the Meg was this biblical-sounding... I came up with something like a Zachariah. The name of the Meg that was featured in the movie The Meg had this biblical sounding name. Can I guess? I'll let you steal, Jamie, for half. Yeah. Uh, Meg No. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Kyle, did, like did you know? Or? No. I don't know. I guess Zachariah. I don't know. What uh, I it put. was Mary Megalodon. Uh, Mary <laughs> Megalodon. That's, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> that is really good. Jamie, 81632. 800. In episode 45, wow, this is a Jamie fun fact. You guys are getting lucky tonight. 
Episode 45, The Hunt for Red October. Jamie announces that we have canceled our interview with who? Oh, is that with the Argentinian uh, Minister of Defense? Yes, that is exactly it. The Argentinian (laughs) Defense Minister. He's been canceled. Jamie takes the lead with $800. Oh, man. Kyle, $1,600 or $3,200? Give me $16. An episode? No. Yeah, okay. give me 16. I already okay. called it. <laughs> it's, it's all right. They all start the same way. In episode 117, oh. Depth Charge, the episode concluded with a mash cut in which Jamie and Brom hummed this song. A mash cut. Not a smash cut. A oh, mash cut. Oh, the, uh, the theme song to mash? <laughs> it's got a name. I'll, I'll give you credit. <laughs> all right. Suicide, suicide I'll, I'll give, is something, right? Yep. What's it called? Suicide, Suicide is, is painless. painless. Yeah, I would have got it. Suicide I'll give it to you, Jamie. I'll give it to you. Or uh, I'll give oh, it to you. Oh, what the Kyle. hell? Kyle, I'll give it to you, Kyle. <laughs> Split the points. Actually, no, he's already <sighs> winning. So. All right, Zach, bring us home points. with 3,200. In episode 81, Hellcats of the Navy, Kyle vows that upon conclusion of the pod, he will get a tattoo of which submarine film icon? I mean... <sighs> Was it Ed Harris? That is incorrect. Is it is it Ronald Reagan? It is not. Kyle, do you know? <laughs> I was like, you vowed. <laughs> you vowed to do it. I did. Yeah. Um. I wow. vowed. I oh, vowed that I was well, getting wait, a tattoo. Wait, wait. I, here, maybe this will jog your memory. I said I vow that I will get a tattoo of Teru Shimada when we complete the podcast, and you said and did, I'm going to get Ernest Borgnine. That is correct, Kyle. Nah, you win. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" Who do I, I'm like, "Who do I really like in these movies?" I'm like, "Ernest Borgnine, the Borgman, of course." <laughs> you did it, Kyle. You won, and only fitting that our captain win the submersion Jeopardy category. Wow! Congrats. That's it's funny how Ernest. much we forget. Almost none ben, of those rang a bell. Did you just like cherry pick those questions, or did you have any rhyme or reason? I just picked which like trivia from my notes. That's awesome! Wow, yeah. mm-hmm. we'll have to do a Mary whole episode Megalodon. of that at Good some point. Mary I forgot about that. That's <laughs> hilarious. Back when I was funny, <laughs> it really would be fun to do a whole episode of trivia. It would be like our version of um, like what, what do they do in sitcoms all the time? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, fun. Fun. <laughs> What are they like called? Clip shows. clip shows or whatever. Clip shows. A clip yeah. show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Where we have some kind of framing mechanism to it being like, oh boy, and that sure was a good time. You remember that <laughs> other <laughs> episode? It's <laughs> like the, the, the music that <laughs> transitions My back. God. All right. Is it time, man, for you to bring us home? Kick it. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts. When you're going down. Guesses, boys, guesses. Feeling three. I'm going to go over under under, over under four and a half. Zach, love this movie. I'm going to go under. I'm going over. We got Shooter McGavin in the house, dude. I'm sure. going over. I'm going to go over as well. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> Zach Facts. For the movie The Iron Giant, we got some good facts. We got some not good facts. 
Fact number one. Following the release of the movie, Merriam-Webster received thousands of fan letters to add the word iron to the dictionary. Mm. I'd be the dumbest one, yeah. <laughs> I like that one. That one just creeps up on you. <laughs> Fact number two. Larry the Cable Guy got famous by telling this joke. What kind of fuel does the Iron Giant run on? Vin Diesel. Nice. <laughs> Pretty good. Good job. I do like that. That one's good. That's how we got done. Why Larry the Cable Guy? <laughs> I don't know. I thought of some washed up comedian. <laughs> Ooh. How dare Sorry you. for all you Larry the Cable Guy fans out there, but. Fact number three. Everyone's still in it. Everyone's still in it. That's true. John Mahoney once said this was his passion project. Well, John, cut that. John Mahoney <laughs> once said his passion project was to dub the entire movie with Kelsey Grammer voicing the Iron Giant. It would go something like this. Oh, my God. God. Oh, my God. I feel, I feel like a seafront village after the Vikings have left. <laughs> don't, don't forget your warm glass of tang. Don't forget your warm glass of tang. Don't forget your warm glass of tang. Don't, don't you dare glove, you miserable little biscuit whore. God. <laughs> Picture that as the Iron Giant in the movie. Right. Can you say, don't you dare gloat, you biscuit whore? Biscuit yeah, miserable whore. Yeah. Biscuit. Kelsey Grammer. That's Kelsey Grammer doing that Ooh. stuff? Mm-hmm. All from Frasier. Those are all quotes from Frasier. My God. Love Frasier. All right, that was three facts. That was oh, it? We got another one. We got, we got to get five. Fact number four. When Christopher McDonald was asked, do you have a nickname for your penis? He answered, yes, the Iron Giant. Oh. <laughs> oh, I like that. Fact number five. (laughs) Pepsi nearly went under when they started their promotion, Iron Giant in a can, which included tiny screws in the cans. (laughs) (laughs) I can do uh... 90s, so you couldn't put that out of out of the realm of possibilities, right? 90s sodas. That 90s uninspired marketing. Or what was that, five? Yeah, five. That can't be six. How many times has Zach had six Zach facts? I actually, know that. I actually know that answer. What? Off the top Seriously? of your head? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you've done it twice. You've, well, got, you, you've broke six twice. Make that trace. Fact number six. And the final fact for the night. You are who you choose to be is the official tagline of the 2021 Midwest Fur Fest convention. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh, 
okay. I like that, man. That's where's that? You guys want to go to that Midwest Fur Fest convention? Yeah, Midwest <laughs> Fur Fest. If go you, to furfest.org to get more details. <laughs> if you guys were going, I would go. Dude, thanks. Uh, this charitable giving. All of you with stimulus checks, you can donate. Hmm. Wait, this is real. <laughs> Furfest.org. I'm looking if at we it got right invited, now. If we got invited to be a panel at uh, Furfest, would you guys would you guys go yes. to it? I'll dress up and I would go. <laughs> I don't know. I feel Some like questions. maybe <laughs> like maybe like three people would attend. Our panel. Our panel. Yeah. I mean, there's probably more. There's probably a lot of people at Furfest. It's in Illinois. So. That's a popular thing, like to do like a live um, like podcast. Usually, it's like the um, what's the term for like the fictional like narrative podcast, like the stories, a screening or something, a li- or live audience. No, yeah, yeah, but I mean, what's the type of the podcast? Like the welcome to oh. not Night audio vale. drama, audio dramas. Yeah, like that's a popular thing. Like at conventions, like is like to do a, a live. Mm telling really? of an episode yeah oh no they i mean even even non ones i mean my favorite movie podcast they do live ones this one we do live ones wow that's cool <laughs> my other favorite movie podcast <laughs> oh your second favorite right we could sell tickets and everything was that your wow. final fact Zach? that was it six okay. before we before we accidentally smash this episode was that was the smash that, cut right there is that a request smash it Say it like he would. Smash <laughs> it. S- say it like a furry. Smash it. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 